Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, there have been many sons who have followed in their father's footsteps and gone on to make a name for themselves in the NRL. Loads, in fact, and, and far too many to mention. Uh, the Morris twins and their father, Slippery Steve, Matt Rogers and his late dad, Steve, uh, the Prince of Centres, uh, Brett um, and Bill Mullins as well, Mitchell and Wayne Pierce, Curtis and Bailey Sirenen and their dad, Paul, and of course the father-son duo hoping to take Penrith to its third title on Sunday, Nathan and Ivan Cleary. I'm sure there have also been a number of father-son duos that have each won premierships and some possibly for the very same club. But there is one famous rugby league surname that is etched in grand final folklore, and that name is Sattler. John Sattler was a hard-nosed prop who played almost 200 games for the Bunnies, captaining South Sydney to four premierships in 1967, 68, 70 and 71. In the 1970 decider, he broke his jaw in a couple of places about 10 minutes into the match against Manly and simply refused to be taken off. In fact, he ordered his teammate Mike Cleary to hold him up so they don't know that he was hurt. It's the stuff of legend. Of course, such behaviour pretty much outlawed today. The match was only minutes old when Sattler's jaw was literally shattered in this incident. Ball goes to Morgan this time. The crossfielder fight starting out already, but Lancashire allowing play to go on. His longtime compatriot up front, John O'Neill. And I said to him, I said, uh, you've lost a couple of teeth, that's a go quiet, and he spoke, and his whole jaw wobbled. And I said, oh, gee, where's mate? I said, you broke your jaw, you better get off the field. He said, no, I'll be all right. I said, no, come and get off. I said, you've got a broken jaw. I said, it's smashed. He, he, uh, he stayed on, you couldn't get him off. There's no one in the world can keep him down. That no, was a brilliant effort. It was a great effort. It was just, a, just sheer uh, uh, toughness and guts. His son, Scott, played more than 100 games for Penrith and also became a grand final hero in 2003. Yeah, we all know that tackle. One of the most talked about tackles in grand final history. A textbook try-saving cover tackle on Todd Byrne that helped the Panthers to premiership glory over the Roosters. And now it's from Prittis, away the girdler. It's come off the feet of the Roosters. Fiddler's gone after it. Then he scoops the ball away to Byrne. Byrne puts on a fan. Then he puts on a sprint. Sattler is chasing. Sattler is made. The tackle of the day. What a tackle by Scott Sattler. That's one of the greatest tackles you will ever see in any game. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable it was. It's quite unique then. Um... It is now father and son duo, Sattlers, whose surname is etched in grand final folklore, uh, will sort of be on opposite sides of the fence on Sunday when their former premiership winning rivals go head-to-head on Sunday. Scotty Sattler joins us on higher ground, mate. Thanks very much for joining me, Scotty. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good, Chrissy. Uh, thanks very much for, for having me on. And the way you mapped it out, actually, I, had, I never thought about it that way, that... Um yeah, that Dad and I, our old clubs are combatants this week, but um, I didn't realise that there probably wouldn't be too many where the, no. <laughs> the clubs have gone, gone up against each other. So, yeah, it's a, um, it's 
it's uh, it's different. I know that, and uh, we've already started sledging each other this week. So um, <laughs> that started pretty early on Sunday morning. So yeah. uh, it's, it's an exciting week. It always is, and yeah, the way that it's played out, it's the team that I followed my entire childhood and still love the bunnies because basically part of the family DNA and of, of course a, a club that I that I played um, uh, a lot of games for, but and just love the love the community, the Panthers, Panthers community. I heard you earlier tonight on your show, uh, Sports Day Sats, um, and uh, you're asked the question, "How is Dad?" I'll ask you the same question, but you uh, you, you said that he's enjoying the build-up, and um, take take us through that. He's enjoying that uh, the premiership success for the Bunnies wasn't too long ago. Exactly. I remember when it happened in 2014. I remember being at the grand final uh, grand final luncheon with him at, at South Sydney Juniors. It was a it was a, a great day, and, and so it should have been when your, your team is about to play in a grand final. And, and I remember him saying to me, I can't believe it's taken this long. Of course, there'd been a, a couple of other times when South probably should have played in the grand final. Probably most notably would have been 1989 when they were the minor premiers, but they were bundled out in straight sets. And, and he said, I can't believe it's taken this long you know, since uh, 1971. And, and he was only saying to me today, he said, oh, I'm just glad it hasn't taken as long as what it did the last time. Now, the Bunnies have had a few shots and have bundled out in the, in the grand final qualifier. But, yeah, he's just, he's just, happy, that, he's just happy that South haven't had to wait. And, and their fans, and most importantly their fans, he's glad that their fans haven't had to wait too long since 2014. Well, this is the first ever grand final between uh, your respective clubs, Penrith and the Bunnies. And, and this is a first then, uh, Scotty, for, for you and, and your dad. I, I say on opposite sides of the fence, but uh, you were a Mad Bunnies fan yourselves, a, as you pointed out. So uh, I guess it's no, it's win-win for you, isn't it? Yeah, sort of. I mean, I was telling someone today, that I, was, uh, I remember as, as a kid that I used to um, you know, go and put dad's jerseys on and, and play knee footy in the in the lounge room against myself and and every time I played footy I was Bob McCarthy. Bob McCarthy was just my hero you know, growing up and uh, you know, I've, I've been fortunate um, each and every year to you know, the former South Sydney players when, when they'd all come up to whatever pub we owned in Queensland and they'd all sit around and they'd yeah. they'd get on the get on the middies and they'd uh, all tell stories and 12 months later I'd be sitting at the end of the table listening to the exact same stories and yeah. that was, it was a great childhood and um, and the, the rugby league players that, that I had access to and um, and still fortunate enough to still, still be in contact with a few of them now like Ron Coote and, and probably mostly Bobby McCarthy so uh, yeah I, I, I do win either way they win either way on Sunday but in saying that as well it's, it's also it's also you get disappointed for a side that doesn't doesn't get to uh, you know, raise the cup on on Sunday as well. Mm. I was listening to Mike Cleary speaking yesterday on another radio show, and uh, gee, he still speaks well, Mike, doesn't he? But he speaks so fondly of your dad, Scott. Um, and obviously, when you've been in the trenches together, you, you know those memories that that you build, and the bond is um, you know it's unbreakable, isn't it? Uh, but it, really close to your dad, and 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 he. I don't know your dad very well, but the stories that my old man tells me about your dad, and they used to go on the speaking scene uh, circuit yeah. uh, many, many years back together. He says he's a terrific fella. Um, but I tell you what, he, he knows how to throw them. And he's not, he wasn't the biggest prop either, was he, John? No, he only played in about 96, 
96 kilos, I think he played at. And yeah. Yeah, front rowers, you're either big or you, or you weren't at all. You know, back there, there was, in the, in the front row, there was a lot of really big, big front rowers, like your Kevin Rollins and your, you know, um, there were, the, and John O'Neill was a big front rower and uh, Cliffy Watson, big front rowers. But no, he was, he started out as a, as a second rower, as a lock first. He only started playing footy at the age of 16, and that was just through uh, reluctance, actually. He didn't want to play. He thought it was too rough, the game. And um, it was one day he's walking his horses in Curry Curry, and his best mate said, oh, we, we're down one playing touch. Can you come and fill in? And yeah. he played under 16s that week and, and then played under 18s the following year. And then the year after that, he, when he was still 18, he made the, the Newcastle side that played the Touring Ponds. And, um, you know, Billy Boston and um, uh, Huddett and those great Pommy players, and they beat them. The Newcastle combined team beat yeah. them at Newcastle Showground. And and um, he never played a reserve grade game his, his whole life. He went 16, 18s first grade and then went to Sydney the following year. And we nearly signed with the St. George Dragons, actually. Um, but uh, South Sydney signed him at midnight one night, and the next day he's in a car going down to Sydney. And, um, for the first two years, he drove back and forth from Sydney to Curry Curry, Newcastle after training three days a week and for the game. So, um, you know, yeah, he was a reluctant rugby league player and, and then obviously forged a really successful rugby league career where he went on and not only won comps, but represented his country and captained his country as well. And, you know, I, you know what, Chrissy, I, you are right. I've never seen him lose a fight in my life. Um, and living and growing up in the pubs, we got to see a fair bit, my sister and I, I that you probably you wouldn't expose a lot of kids to. But no. uh, you know what? What makes me really proud is when you, you talk to people and you see the way that he's celebrating the game and exactly what you said about your your great dad. That mm. He's always really respected and spoken about about how, how much of a gentleman he is in the game. And that's what probably makes us really happy about how he's how he's thought of as a as a as a person off the field. Yeah, yeah chip off the old block in many ways. I, I don't know. Was he as quick as you, or you got a bit more speed than John had? No, I had a little bit more speed yeah, than yeah. the old man. His legs are a lot chunkier than mine too. So, um, yeah. you know, he, he was uh, he was a very skillful player. Dad. Everyone remind, gets reminded of how tough he was, but he's actually a very good ball player, actually, for a front row. So, mm. um, yeah, but yeah, he won't go to the game this week. He's you know, he's, he still looks good. His health is good. But, mm. you know, he's, he's suffering the effects of the, the game. And he had a car accident in 79, um, really bad car accident. And he had a stroke a few years ago as well, about four years ago. So, you know, he's suffering the effects of that. But why I ask, mate, on that speed front, I mean, that, that try-saving tackle on Todd Byrne, I was uh, Googling it today. And I think, I think Byrne said something like, oh, you know, maybe I, I had a bit of a stumble and, and maybe if I hadn't, I would have got round him. I don't know about that. I didn't see much of a stumble. Did you? Oh, yeah. Lukey Lewis, he sort of, he got a, a last minute, a, a, he tried to tackle him, Luke Lewis, and he got around Lukey Lewis, and he, he got a bit of a... Um, bit of a wobble. He got a bit of contact, in him, which, which wobbled him up a little bit, and he, he was yeah. able to straighten himself and take off. I, I tell you what, Chris, I, I mean, in all honesty, it was, a, it was a dry night. It was pouring rain that night, and if it was a dry night, he... Yeah, you know, he would have hit Burnley and scored underneath the goalpost. But being a, a wet night, it sort of brings everyone else back to the field. And um, and I, I always thought it was a chance of possibly getting him, at least getting him to score in the corner. But I remember you couldn't hear a thing in the crowd that night. I mean, in big games you can't. But I could hear Reece West, my fullback, saying that and my nickname was Scooter. And he said, oh, Scooter, I've got you inside. And I thought, yeah. well, if I just go really hard and he steps inside, Reece West will pick him up. But 
fortunate enough for me, it was it was wet and he kept going straight and I was able to get really good contact on him. Do you remember grand final week sets, the build-up to 2003? Yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday, actually. We didn't train that much because there's there's so many commitments. You know, there's the, the grand final breakfast and all the media commitments. and um, But I can't remember training that much, but I can remember the amount of commitments we had. I remember the grand final breakfast, how relaxed we were. I remember we walked from our accommodation along uh, Darling Harbour to where the breakfast was and and all the media were waiting for us to get off a bus and we walked just along the Darling Harbour wharfs there and we turned up and I remember talking to Andrew Johns after the grand final breakfast and he just said to me, I can't believe how relaxed you guys are. And we had a quite a young group of players as well, a little bit like this year's Panthers side and and um, yeah, so I, I, and I remember Roosters being really nervous. Uh, I remember, I remember sitting in the in the uh, where the reserves sit, watching our second grade team play in the grand final against Canberra. And I remember looking up at the screen, and it, I was always used to go in the dressing shed really, really late to get strapped up. And I remember looking up and seeing Anthony Minatello on the big screen on the camera in the dressing shed, and he was really nervous. And then it. Crossed to Lincoln, showed Preston Campbell, you know, mucking around, laughing, a couple of people playing cards in the background, and and yeah, we were really relaxed all week, and, and that was because of John Lang at the, on the Monday of Grand Final week, um, much like it would have been today for South and Penrith. He he just said to us, he said, guys, you know, the the Roosters are a big team, they run hard and they tackle hard, and so our game plan is we're going to run harder and we're going to tackle harder and see where it gets us. So. Go and enjoy the week because it may never happen again. Yeah, well, and I guess most it didn't of happen to it didn't it didn't happen to a lot of those players ever again. It, mm. I think it was Shane Rodney and Joe Nullivar were the only two players that end up going on and winning comps with with Manly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. South Sydney Sats they're they're bound to be much fresher than Penrith, aren't they? Well, yeah. What's well, Friday night through to Sunday? Yeah, it's a, it's you try and get that extra day anytime you can. This Penrith side, but when you're young, you recover really quickly. And that's why when they were playing those games against South and and Parramatta, everyone thought that they didn't have any juice left in the tank. But when you're young and you're playing finals, you just recover quicker. You're, you're a lot more flexible. You're supple, and you get over your little niggling injuries a lot easier when you're when you're as young as what this Panther side is. So, well, I was going to ask you. Do you um, think, I was going to ask you, mate. Do you think they are running on empty, or, or, or on the flip side of no. that, do you see, they think they're supremely battle hardened? The Panthers. No, they're, they're battle hardened. You know they're. They're confident with the way that they play, and and they've proven it now with three um, bruising, bruising games throughout the finals that they actually go into this game physically, physically better prepared than what what South are. Um, South Sydney have the ability to score a lot of points and have been the best defensive side in the after Origin. So um, I think Penrith are going in uh, better prepared than South. Uh, to be the Penguin Junior. I don't know what's going to happen with him, but um, they've, they've proven now that three weeks in a row, even they've beaten in, in week one, they only conceded 16 points, and then they conceded six points, and another six points. Conceding six points against the side that broke all the records when it comes to attack in the history of the game says that you know, you're travelling not too bad. You're leaning towards Penrith, aren't you? I am. I'm leaning towards Penrith you know, 28-16, I'm thinking, and... Um, I think Jerome Lewis at because yeah, gets gets a Clive Churchill, um, but what I do know is that Ivan Cleary, I think, was when he puts his head on the pillow each night, he's thinking, "What's this great coach who's playing in his 
who's coaching his 10th grand final overall across his coaching career, including the Brisbane Rugby League, you know, what's, what's he coming up with? What's he concocting? And, you know, that can get quite stressful. And as a coach, you feel as though you've got to come, with, come up with something special to beat Wayne Bennett. And that's where sometimes you can lose the battle leading into the game. Well, this time Sunday, Sats, we will know all the answers to that. I appreciate you taking time out to join us on Higher Ground, mate. It's win-win for you, your childhood club, the Bunnies, and the Panthers, your team, you won a premiership with. Thanks for joining us. Anytime, mate.